Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I am a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives at saganmorrow.com. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs, I spend my time writing romance novels and occasionally business books. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today I want to share with you the number one thing you can do to make writing easier. Because I know how hard it can be to write a novel to start a novel, to write consistently, to get through the messy middle, to finish your novel, and then to keep working on it, to do rewrites and edits and polish it until you're ready to publish it. The more that we can do to make writing, to make writing easier on ourselves, the better. And what I've discovered after writing several business books and seven romantic comedies is that there's actually one thing you can do that can actually make dras- make writing drastically easier on yourself, and it might come as a surprise to you. So, do you want to know what the number one thing is to make writing easier? Drum roll, please. Self-care. Yes, I said it. That's right. Self-care is the number one thing you can do to make writing easier on yourself. Okay, let me back up a minute and explain this. The other half of my business, outside of writing rom-coms, is my work as a productivity strategist. I teach writers, creatives, solopreneurs, project managers, and other busy people how to manage their time more effectively. But I don't teach productivity the way that you might think. I don't tell you, you need to use XYZ system. Or, as long as you use this particular technique, you will 100% be successful. No, I don't believe that at all. Because you are unique, and the work that you do is unique. And your personality and learning style aren't going to be quite like anyone else's. So why on earth would I try to force you into using one particular system or method? It doesn't work. There is no such thing as one size fits all. Instead, the way that I teach productivity is to guide you to find the right systems, techniques, processes, methods, and strategies for where you are at and for who you are right now. And a major part of that, when it comes to the time management side of things, is to help you manage your energy better. That is, to enhance your creative abilities and to increase your energy levels so that you don't feel burned out at the end of the day or too tired to sit down and write. I'm guessing that if you are listening to this podcast right now, you are an aspiring author or you're new to writing books, or maybe you have another job and you're trying to write books on the side something like that. I'm guessing that you probably have a lot of other things going on in your life and in your, in your professional life, right? So both your personal life and your professional life. And that's not easy. I know, I know how hard it can be to juggle all of these different things and to try to make time 
for your writing when you have so many other things going on that are competing for your priority. In this case, what you probably really need is the energy outside of your day job and everything else going on in your life and your business to work on your books, right? You just need the energy so that you're not tired at the end of the day, so that you're not too tired to sit down at the computer and write. You need the energy to actually work on your books. So this is where self-care comes in. Again, self-care is the number one thing you can do to make writing easier on yourself. Self-care is the tipping point. Whatever self-care happens to look like to you, when you prioritize it, then you will have the capacity and bandwidth to write consistently and much more easily. For example, I am temporarily living in small town BC with my spouse, Mr. Science. Normally, I live in Winnipeg and he travels back and forth, but because of the pandemic, that's not really feasible right now. So I'm staying in BC for the foreseeable future. And the apartment here is nice, right? I work from home, and so I'm here basically 24-7. It's a nice apartment, but it's not pretty. And it was really interesting because I struggled with productivity. Even as a productivity strategist, I still have my own, you know, uh, struggles with it sometimes. And I struggled with it for quite a bit, you know, earlier this summer until I realized something. I remembered how important aesthetics are to me. Aesthetics are a huge part of my version of self-care. The prettier that I can make things, the prettier the environment is around me, the more productive I am. Aesthetics make me happy. They ground me. I work best when I have a clean, organized space that's aesthetically pleasing. I've fine-tuned that at my home office back in Winnipeg, but here in BC, it's a little bit different. If you, you know, follow me on Instagram, then you've probably seen what my home office looks like back in Winnipeg. Um, I have, you know, this whole color-coded sticky note system because I have this giant desk. Um, there's a lot of, you know, bright colors, and it's it's all very beautiful. There's some plants and just pretty things everywhere. There's art on the walls. It's very lovely. Um, You can scroll back through my Instagram feed to check out what that looks like by visiting, um, by checking out my profile at Sagan Lives. That's who I am on Instagram. I'll leave that link in the show notes too. But it's really interesting because that in and of itself, you know, when I come to my desk in Winnipeg, when I am standing there working at it or sitting down at my sitting desk, I just feel so at peace and so happy in part because my workspace is very beautiful to me. But again, it's a little bit different here in BC. I don't have quite the same situation. You know, the desk that I use here is um, repurposed. It used to be a kitchen table. Um, And again, everything's kind of a little bit older. It's not super pretty. And there really isn't a huge amount that I can do about this at this point, right? There's not really a ton of stuff that I can change about my living space here in BC. But I did find that even a a few small changes here and there in this new workspace made a huge, huge difference. Lo and behold, my productivity immediately skyrocketed when I made my workspace a little bit more cohesive to what I need. 
I have been able to make incredible strides with my latest book directly because I've prioritized self-care, such as doing things like making my workspace more aesthetically pleasing. I think that is so cool. You know, this is the power of self-care. And this is why this is why I teach self-care and energy management as a foundational pillar of healthy productivity. True productivity relies on you taking care of yourself. Productivity is about efficiency, and you aren't going to be efficient if you burn if you're burned out or exhausted or unhappy or overwhelmed. Ergo, self-care equals productivity. If you want to learn more about how to be more productive in a healthy way and in a way that feels really good for you and in a way that can drastically improve your ability to get that book of yours finally written, then I strongly encourage you to join my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse. It is transformative and actionable with motivational pep talks and encouraging support systems every step along the way. So you can learn more about that and join at saganmorrow.com slash powerhouse. By the way, the price increases very soon, so now is a really good time to join. And it's affordable. I'll include the link in the show notes. So that's my tip for you today. That is what I want to share with you. If you are struggling to make progress with your book, or if you are finding it difficult to focus on your writing, then take a step back. Prioritize self-care. That is really the first step you need to take to make writing so much easier for yourself. And then you can join Productivity Powerhouse so we can help you keep moving forward with your book. And if you're not really sure what self-care looks like for you, then I will also teach you that inside Productivity Powerhouse. So we can, we can cover all of that together. Okay, now I would love to hear your thoughts on this, on self-care and productivity and motivating yourself to um, be able to focus more on making progress with your writing. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at SaganLives to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and subscribe and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. By the way, you can access complete word-for-word transcripts of this episode and all past episodes, plus sample chapters of all of my romantic comedies and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast. Get access to all of that at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.